Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Shot in the dark. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Cena Evil here. Let's get right down to it. AW Dark Elevation starts with 10 of the Dark Order defeated Baron Black. Uh, Jose, the assistant, was on commentary for this as he's still trying to scout 10 here. He was uh, joining Matt Menard and Ian Riccoboni, and he beat Baron Black in under a minute with a spinebuster followed by a discus lariat. Ortiz and Eddie Kingston defeated Russ Myers and T-Money, another quick match here with Ortiz pinning T-Money with the Fisherman Buster, and then Kingston kept attacking Myers after the match. He even tried to grab a chair, but Ortiz just kept stopping him, so that's the storyline now is Kingston just wants to keep fighting after the bell uh, rings, and uh, Ortiz has to be the, the peacemaker here. Serena Deeb defeated Haley J easily by submission with the Serenity Lock. The Blondes, yes, uh, the team formerly known as the Varsity Blondes, now they're just the Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison, defeated the Work Horsemen. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. pinned J.D. Drake after they hit the Spinebuster dropkick combo, and Pillman got a pretty nice reaction here as they're in his hometown of Cincinnati. Um, there's been no follow-up. I mean, I know like the the Acclaimed was able to have a trademark match against um, Tony Nese and um, Josh Woods, as Mark Sterling owned that trademark as well. But the Varsity Blondes, I guess, or I'm sorry, the Blondes, I guess, just don't care about their Varsity name as they're just going by the Blondes now. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I know a couple weeks ago, Arn Anderson was kind of watching a disappointment. So I thought there's going to be some progression between maybe Arn and Pillman with the Horseman connection. Uh, but who knows? We go to the next match. Emi Sakura and May Saruga defeated Nikki Victory and Jay Lee. A great tag team showing for Emi and May with, uh, with uh, Emi getting the pin on Victory after hitting a top rope moonsault. This was uh, May Saruga's first match in AEW since December of 2021. Matt Hardy defeated Lord Crew. So a lot to uh, digest here. So Matt Hardy came out as the firm's Matt Hardy as his contract is now owned by the firm. And he had been had uh, the firm facts on the side of his entrance, kind of how he had the uh, the Matt Hardy facts when he was on SmackDown. But this fact said that he eats unseasoned chicken and he dips everything in ranch. So I'm pretty sure Stokely must have uh, wrote these facts for him. And then Stokely and Ethan Page were on commentary and right away Page like got on the mic on commentary. 
and announced to Matt Hardy that he cannot use the twist of fate tonight. But lo and behold, Matt Hardy used it anyway, and he won the match. And then after the match, Stokely cut off Hardy's theme music and said that the twist of fate now belongs to Ethan Page, another uh, trademark, I guess, here. And uh, it's now called the Page Turner, and they're going to fine Matt Hardy $15,000 for using that move. So Matt gets upset, kind of puts his hands on Stokely a little bit. So they said they're going to fine him another $15,000 for putting his hands on Stokely. And on top of that, um, Ethan Page tells Matt Hardy to take next week off as he is currently suspended as a result of his actions. So this Matt Hardy saga continues. I'm not sure what's going on with this. Maybe they're just waiting for Jeff Hardy to come back. Who knows? But um, yeah, another trademark uh, suspension, fine storyline in wrestling. All happening on AEW Dark, mind you. And the main event of this episode of Dark was Claudio Castagnoli defeated QT Marshall. William Regal joined commentary for this, and he talked about how his last match he ever had was against Claudio, which was on NXT in December of 2013. So I'm sure the BDE will be talking about that on an uh, upcoming episode of What's Next, as they're almost up to that. This is the longest and best match of the show. Uh, QT hung in there during this match, but Claudio was able to finish him with the Regal Bomb for the win. We go to Tuesday's AEW Dark, so this is a combination of the rest of the matches they taped in Toronto, as well as two matches that they taped in Daly's Place when they had Rampage last week. Lance Archer defeated Isaiah Brown easily with the blackout after dragging him to the ring. Zach Clayton defeated Shane Sabre, a lot of local uh, Canadian Toronto talent here with Shane Sabre being one of them, so they all got good reaction. But Clayton got the win here with a Fisherman Buster. Athena defeated Toronto's Alexia Nicole. Uh, Nicole got a nice reaction here. Uh, she has appeared on Impact before, so I have seen her. But Athena was able to enter quick with a lung blower type finisher, then kind of held her hand up high, just like she did um, to Jody Threat last week. Danhausen defeated James Stone. So the thing here is now when Danhausen hears the bell ring, uh, he kind of like snaps into this like aggressive st- uh, style, kind of like how they did with the old um, Festus character. <laughs> so I'm not sure what the wider reasoning for this is, but yeah, whenever the bell rings, Danhausen kind of snaps. So he was able to submit Stone with this stretch hold. Aaron Solo defeated Serpentico. Luther came out with Serpentico uh, wearing a Canadian flag as a cape, so he got a good reaction. And then Solo told Dasha to announce that QT Marshall would not be accompanying him for this match. So, of course, QT still comes out later on in this match. And then Luther and QT kept getting involved in this match. Uh, on the outside, they kept kind of fighting with each other. Uh, but the match was actually pretty competitive. But the distraction on the outside caused Solo to hit just a Serpentico with a corkscrew kick for the win. Rio defeated the debuting Jungle Kiona. Kiona's from Stardom. Uh, she has a long history with Rio as well. She's making her AEW debut. Really good match here, as expected. This match was from Daly's Place. Um, and then the ending sequence was Rio escaping out of a muscle buster by Jungle and hitting a flying knee strike, followed by a diving foot stop from the top rope and uh, running knees for the win. And she was a little busted up from her lip here as well. But really good match. Definitely check this out. The second match here from Daly's Place was the Lucha Brothers defeated the Work Horsemen. Uh, pretty good match here with Penta El Zero Miedo pinning Anthony Henry after they hit the assisted Spike Piledriver. We go back to the Toronto taping as Emmy Sakura and Serena Deeb defeated Casey Spinelli and Taylor Rising. Spinelli has spent some time in Impact. Uh, Deeb made her submit to the Serenity Lock as Sakura was uh, holding down Rising with a Dragon Sleeper. And the main event here, Ricky Starks defeated Nick Camarado. Good match here with QT trying to interfere and fail. Uh, the referee ejected him, as well as Aaron Solo. And then Starks got the win after hitting a powerbomb. There was a little bit of editing here, as when I first saw this match live in Toronto, uh, Starks kept trying to lift Camarado up for the Rochambeau, but he just couldn't. So he ended up just uh, hitting a powerbomb instead. So they kind of sliced it up here to make it seem like he just went for the powerbomb right away. And after the match, 
on top of that, Starks gave Camarado a spear. And then the show ended with a promo between Pretty Peter Avalon and Brandon Cutler talking about their feud from two years ago. And next week on Dark, we will have the rematch. So yeah, this epic feud that brings me back to the, the genesis of the Shot in the Dark podcast when I, I feel like my first couple weeks was talking about this as well as the uh, the Deadly Draw Women's Tag Team Tournament. So yeah, some flashbacks to the uh, the beginning. So it looks like the feud is continuing with Avalon and Cutler. We go to Impact Wrestling on Before the Impact, Dirty Dangle defeated Johnny Swinger. Tom Hannafin mentioned how 18 years ago these two actually had a match before an NWA TNA pay-per-view where Dangle teamed up with Kevin Matthews to face Johnny Swinger and Simon Diamond. Uh, this is mostly a comedy match, but Dangle hit the Falcon Arrow at the end for the win. Then the main show starts with Chris Bay finding Ace Austin laid out in the parking lot as uh, Chris Bay and Juice Robinson. They asked Tommy Dreamer where Bully Ray is, thinking that he might have did this as we go right into the first match. Which was Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer defeated Chris Bay and Juice Robinson of the Bullet Club with Juice replacing Ace Austin. Bully Ray gets to pin on Juice after hitting the Bully Bob. After the match, Bully gets in Bay's face and tells her that it wasn't him who took out Ace Austin. And then we go backstage where Dreamer asks Bully for him to say that he didn't take out Austin. This offended Bully Ray a little bit. And then Moose came in and says that one's a scumbag, always a scumbag. And Dreamer asks if maybe it was Moose who took him out. Taylor Wilde defeated Mia Yim. First time meeting from these two. Good match here with Wilde hitting the Wild Ride suplex for the pen. And the win. And Wilde's first Impact singles match in over a year after the match. Mickey James came to the ring and looked like she was about to challenge Wilde in her last rodeo uh, for a first time match. But they get attacked from behind by Chelsea Green, Deanna Perrazzo, and Giselle Shaw. Joining Grace Rins runs in and helps out Wilde and James. So later uh, on in the back, they challenge them to a six-woman match, which will take place next week. Joe Henry defeated Jason Hotch. Uh, Henry cut a promo before the match, and he made easy work of Hotch beating him quickly with a big choke slam. Scott Demore brings out Frankie Kazarian to officially vacate his exhibition title, as he will exercise option C over at Overdrive and uh, challenge Josh Alexander for the world title. And on that same show, we will have the finals of an eight-man tournament to crown the new exhibition champion. Kazarian was given a speech about how some of the some of the best wrestlers have been the world champion here in Impact, but there's been others that he knows he's better than. They have also been champions, so it's his time to become champion as it's his ultimate goal. But he gets attacked from behind by Steve Macklin, and then Josh Alexander runs out and saves Kazarian. Alicia Edwards and Adam No More, they finally find Eddie Edwards, who's been missing for a while, and Alicia says... Um, and then he tells Alicia that she was right about it's either him, it's either her or Anna no more. And, um, and they're all kind of wondering what's going on with this. So Edwards says they will find out later on. And then Kazarian tells Josh Alexander that he could, he could have looked out for himself. And he tells him to never trust Bully Ray. Rich Swan defeated Eric Young in a pretty quick fashion, uh, rolling him up after some failed distraction from Diener. And then one of Violent by Design's hooded men brings Swan back into the ring as ring, as Young and Diener tried taking him out, but he was saved by Sammy Callahan. Matt Cardona and Brian Myers cut a quick promo backstage saying that they'll be going after the tag team titles. And we go into the Impact World Tag Team Championship match as Heath and Rhino defeated Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. The rest of Honor No More was trying to interfere in this, but the referee holds back Vincent PCO and Kenny King as Maria Canellas comes to the ring with a bag of powder that she used on Mike Bennett by accident. Rhino took out Maria with a gore by accident, followed by the wake-up call from Heath for the win and become new tag team champions for the first time as a team. Uh, Rhino is a former tag champion, but first time for Heath here. And then Eddie Edwards comes to the ring and he says that uh, he has an honor no more state of address, and they have all been full of failure and asking if they're all loyal to honor no more, and they all say yes, and, then, and he ends up calling PCO a bitch, so PCO takes out every member of honor no more, even Vincent, who he chokeslammed on top of a chair, so it looks like honor no more is no more, but obviously the kingdom uh, look like they're going to be going over to AEW slash Ring of Honor, so I'm not sure what's going to happen with the rest. I know PCO signed an extension, so he'll be staying in Impact. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. 
Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Women of Wrestling, Adriana Gambino and Gigi Gianni defeated Chantilla, Chella, and Foxy Fierce, with Gianni pinning Foxy after a belly-to-belly slam. This was announced as an additional match in the tag team tournament, so I have no idea what the brackets of this tournament are, uh, to be honest. But uh, yeah, might, maybe we'll see tag team champions down the road. Randy Rara defeated Glitch the Gamer. Coach Campanelli came out and distracted Glitch, so Randy rolled her up for the pin. Jesse Jones and the Disciplinarian defeated Princess Aussie and Tiki Chamorro, with Jones pinning Chamorro out with an armbar, making her submit. And then the Beast defended the WoW title against Tormenta and Reina Del Rey in a triple threat, pinning Tormenta after hitting a powerbomb. We go to NWA USA. Love Rebellion defeated the Dirty Sexy Boys uh, in a non-title match after Damian 666 sprayed Black Mist and Dango in JTG's face. This was followed by Bestia hitting Dango with a knockout neckbreaker for the win. Kenzie Page defeated Ella Envy and Roxy in a triple threat match with the stipulation being that the winner of this will be the leader of Pretty Empowered. So Page and Envy tried to double pin to start, but the referee says only one person can get the cover. So the entire match was Envy and Page kind of fighting over who's going to pin Roxy while she kind of just laid there. And eventually Page knocked Envy to the outside and covered Roxy to become the leader of Pretty Empowered. Gags the Gimp defeated Caprice Coleman with a finisher that he calls the finish. And then we're supposed to have an NWA title tournament finals here to determine a new champion with AJ, Kazana, and Jordan Clearwater. But the match originally ended in a no contest after about a minute when Kazana knocked out Clearwater and Black Cheese tried to get it between them. So the match restarted for five more minutes that went to a draw. So we did not get a champion, but it looks like we will finally get this match at hard times in New Orleans. We go to NWA Power, which is a special Velvet After Dark episode hosted by Velvet Sky and Angela Love, who decided to dress wearing hoodies since they said last time they were criticized for dressing too sexy. To today, they're going to frump it up, as they said. And the matches where Anthony Andrews defeated Trax with the Hay Baylor. Eric Jackson gets his first singles victory in NWA, or his first victory in general, defeating the debuting Soda Pop. I'm not sure uh, much about Soda Pop, but um, yeah, Jackson gets the win after hitting a bridge suplex. Rolando Freeman continues to undefeat the streak defeating Casey Rocks after hitting a big boot. And Jack Stane defeated Sal the Pal after hitting a hard, a hard lariat. Sal the Pal, uh, fresh off his appearance on Monday Night Raw in the four-on-one handicap match against Omos. NXT level up. Miles Bourne continues his winning streak, defeating Ika Manjuro with a roll-up and a pretty big upset. So his winning streak is now three in a row. Duke Hudson defeated Bryson Montana after walking on him last week. Uh, Hudson gets the pin here after hitting, hitting a big boot as well. And Andre Chase defeated Javier Bernal after hitting a top rope crossbody. We go to New Japan Wrestling Strong. The West Coast Wrecking Crew defeated Greg Shark, 
Greg Sharp and Jacob Austin Young. Jordan, Jarrell Nelson gets the pin on Sharp after hitting a Death Valley driver onto Royce Isaac's knees. Yuri Romero defeated Christopher Daniels, so they showed a video package for this uh, feud uh, stemming from Daniels turning on Yuri Romero after the tag team tournament. Pretty good match here with some fire and passion for Yuri Romero, who ended up reversing the Angels' wings into a roll-up for a surprise pin. And then after the match, Daniels attacked him, um, hitting a tombstone, then the Angels' wings on top of a chair. So it looks like this feud will continue. And the main event, Shingo Takagi making a strong debut, defeated Rocky Romero. Uh, he gets the win here after hitting the last of the Dragon, and a very good main event here, and a great showing from both of these men. WWE main event, the uh, NXT Invasion continues here, as Cameron Grimes making his debut, defeated the Kiro Tozawa uh, after hitting the Cave-In in a fast-moving five-minute match. We had a backstage promo with R-Truth and Shelton Benjamin, where Shelton cuts this real serious promo about how he's had more years behind him than ahead of him, and he always reminds himself that he used to be a champion, and how he used to be the gold standard, and now he's just Shelton. I wouldn't mind seeing Shelton um, appear on NXT, with all these people kind of popping up there uh, recently with R-Truth and Shotzi and uh, Apollo. Bring Shelton down there. I feel like he could have some good matches with some of the new talent down there. Maybe have Shelton be like the mediator between Odyssey Jones, Edith Inofre, and uh, Malik Blade. And maybe be like a, a manager for Inofe and Malik and help them win the tag titles. The second match here was Cedric Alexander defeated Duke Hudson, also making his main event debut. Alexander gets a win after hitting a brain buster in a pretty good back and forth match. The WWE Network editions of the week were Progress Wrestling Chapter 143, which had the return of Nina Samuels. Uh, her first match back here after um, getting released from NXT UK. Uh, first match in progress since 2019. There was also a match on this show that had Leon Slater versus Liam Slater, uh, which I'm sure was a rib on the commentators uh, <laughs> to try to commentate on this match. We had an IC, uh, an episode of ICW Fight Club, which had Shaw Samuels' first match in ICW post-NXT UK. And they also added 10 episodes of w- WWF Superstars from 1996, if you want to check that out. Uh, since I got a little bit of time here, a little bit of promotion here, if you're in the area or want to make the trip to Newark, New Jersey, November 19th, the Post Wrestling Live 5-Year Anniversary Show at the QXT Nightclub, 248 Mulberry Street, Newark, New Jersey. Um, yeah, 5 years, Post Wrestling. So come check out John, Way, Braden, Davey, Andrew Thompson, WH Park, and a whole bunch of other people. Uh, really easy to get to Newark if you're coming from... Um, New York City, you can go right to Penn Station and take the Amtrak right to Newark. Prudential Center is right there when you get out, and you can easily walk to the Q- uh, QXT nightclub. So all the information is up at postwrestling.com to buy tickets and join us. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. 
Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details.